On today's episode, I got my running shoes on and I'm getting married. We watched Runaway Bride. I wanted that to sink in for a little bit. You're getting married? I'm getting married. You better not be getting married. <laughs> you might beat me with a stick. <laughs> We're already married. We're not going through that again. <laughs> Welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all uh, forms of media and entertainment, and we analyze it and dissect it, rather be movies, television, music, and sometimes, if we feel fancy, literature. I am your host, John, and always walking down the aisle to marry me is my wife, April. That was bad, wasn't it? <laughs> that was so cheesy. Like this, like this movie, man. Like oh. this movie is so cheesy, but I love it anyway. Uh yeah, this movie. I'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> this. So today we we are talking about our movie that we watched for this week. A little preset to Valentine's Day, because you know Valentine's Day is next week at the time of this recording comes out. Yeah, we're doing all Julia Roberts rom-coms. And yep. this is my favorite rom-com of all time, I think. I like, I like a lot of rom-coms. Pretty much all of them. Even the bad ones. Um, but You like the wrong Missy, and that's saying something. That movie was great. I watched that movie nine times in the same month. Nine? It's, you're like Ferris Bueller's principal nine times nine it made <laughs> i was living vicariously through her because i wanted to go to hawaii so bad and i just i thought the movie was hilarious like so hilarious no i don't know i hadn't seen david spade in a while and it just ah it was just hilarious but anyway back to the show today we are talking about 1999's american screwball uh-oh for american comedy Runaway Bride starring Julia Roberts, Richard Gere, Joan Cusack, Hector Elzondo, Rita Wilson, Paul, and Paul Dooley, and directed by the late Gary Marshall. And basically, this movie's about a reporter that is assigned to write about a woman who has left a string of fiancés at the altar. Yeah, like, this... Oh my god, I really don't want to talk about this movie, but I'm going to. You loved it. No, I did not. But I'm going to open that in a minute. I mean, this is... Would you I say, can't even get him to fake it. He, like, hates it that bad. I mean, would you... I know this is it's like... It's just too bubbly I know this is one of your... Old, is it just too bubbly and cheesy? Is that listen, why? I'm going to get to my opinion at the end of this. Okay, okay, okay. But I know this is, like, one of your all-time favorite movies. And I can respect that, you know, we say it's okay to like a movie as we have learned from some friends of ours with another podcast it's okay to like a movie but this is like your ultimate movie is it not like this is like a movie in you the, love to watch over and over yeah and over yeah again. like in the rom-com universe this is my most watched rom-com i would say more watched than not a rom-com but girl interrupted the, well we're First of all, not in the rom com. Right, universe. right, but would you say you've watched it more than that? Okay, I have watched Girl Interrupted a lot in my lifetime, but But oh wait, I got one. I got one even more. Better than any Robin Williams movie. Have I watched it more or better? Is this better than any Robin Williams movie? Okay, Robin Williams, I don't know I don't think he's really been in a rom com outside of License to Wed. That movie is a train wreck. And I saw that in theaters. I mean, it was a cute movie. And no, I like Mandy not. Moore and all, but 
like this movie and rom-com like rom when i think rom-com i think like leap year ps i love you like you know bridesmaids you know stuff like that like funny anything with melissa mccarthy basically yeah um, i just think about that i mean that's fine i this mean this is just my favorite all right well i think we should go ahead and get started on yeah. into it so the opening scene we see i guess she just ran away from another wedding i guess it was to She's been engaged now. This will be like she gets she's engaged. She's left the third room. At but the she's opening. been like she gets engaged like five, six times in this movie. So yeah, there's five total. Well, it's six if you include the other wedding at the very end. Okay, then yeah, six. Okay, so she's leaving her, her fiance number three at the altar, running away on a horse with you twos. I still haven't found what I'm looking for blaring in the background. So cheesy. You know, I'm not a big U2 fan, but that's like the one song that I can get away with listening to and be content with. Yeah. And I like how they fuse these, uh, two lives together. Like how they do the, you know, meet cute there is like, they have Richard gear, this, you know, snooty, in a oh yeah report, you know reporter in new york city <laughs> and she's like a girl from the sticks you know country well, country girl well you're you're jumping ahead because well, i was saying i like the way they fuse them together because she's leaving the bride at the, okay. the, groom at the altar and then the same groom appears in the bar drinking <laughs> if it wasn't for him she would never be happy Exactly. Like she would have never met her but, love if it wasn't for that guy that she dated, you know. Well he's well, he's himself. like trashing her hardcore and I really don't blame him. Yeah, and then that's how Richard Gere gets his article about, you know, before Maggie. Yeah, bef but before we get to the article and everything about that, can I I have a theory about Gary Marshall. Can I share my theory? Which one's Gary Marshall? He's the director of this movie. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he directed this movie and he also directed last week's movie Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Yeah. And did you not know there's like a seemingly other than Julia Roberts and other than um, other than um, Richard Gere? Did you see the two other actors he used that were in the same movie before? Yeah. So you have Larry Murray, who's the bar owner, but he also played the store manager, and then you have um, Hector Elizondo, who's like in charge of some like magazine, or he's a photographer or something when he was the hotel manager. I just. I wonder if they all got together and like in a contract like meeting Gary Marshall was like, okay, Robert. Oh, I mean, Richard. Okay, Julia. We're going to make this movie. Okay, but we want these two to come back. Why? I think they just <laughs> wanted those two to come back because they were convenient. Like they fit into the roles. They'd already worked with Julia. They'd already worked with Richard Gere. They'd already worked with that director. And they were a huge success with Pretty Woman. So I think they just wanted another success. And they I mean, I, I mean, so they threw him back in there. I mean, I don't have any problem. I love Larry Murray. I think his comedy is really good. And I love Hector Elizondo. I love anything he's in. So I was happy to see them. That's all. Yeah, well, and I think both of them were also in, like, the Anne Hathaway Princess Diaries movies. Oh, yeah, they were. As, like, were. the hairdresser and then, like, the bodyguard to the queen. The that, oh, man, those movies... Oh. Well, I'm just saying, like, another popular, you know, 90s, 2000s rom-coms out there that was really big at the time. Like, they're the guys to be, like, side actors. Was those directed by, um... By, um... 
Um, Gary Marshall? I don't know. I'm looking it up. I want to know. I wouldn't. Oh my gosh, they were. Wow. See, that makes so much sense. Oh. Maybe Gary is just so sweet friends with those two guys, and he's just like, every movie you're going to be in them. Kind of like Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider. And David Spade. Yeah. And pretty like, much anyone that was in SNL from the 90s. Yeah, and then like Chris Farley, you know, like him and all of the other guys. Like, they yeah. know each other from like, you know, comedy, yeah. stand-up yeah, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that stuff, you know. So, so Richard Gere is at this bar. He meets husband number three, he, fiance number three. He doesn't know that he's a fiance. He's just talking crap about basically how Julia ruined his life and everything. And he's a reporter for, I think it was USA Today. Was that, was that what it was? Uh, I don't even know if they shared I think it. I, it think, was, so, yeah. I think it was USA Today. It's either USA Today or... Or New York Times, but since it was such like a weird story that I don't see New York Times putting in its paper, I think it was USA Today. Yeah, I think it was something like that. So basically, he writes about the bride and everything. And how she's a man-eater. Yeah, and then, you know, we cut to Julia Roberts being Julia Roberts in her town. She's running her dad's hardware store. Well, she's the girl next door, like, archetype, you know. She's, like, you know, all the guys love her, and she's just, you know, so sweet and so sassy and fun and really pretty, but she doesn't know she's pretty kind of girl. Um, and then you have Richard Gere, who's, like, you know, all the women in New York City, like, hate him, and they're, like, hitting him on the head with newspapers as he walks to work because he wrote an article, like, you know, talking yeah. about How women, and they, they got all upset. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, it's and it's and it's sort of relieved. So she's uh, the girl we love, and he's the guy we hate, and they like come together. Like I really thought it was cute. It's so cliche, I but mean, I really thought it was cute. Yeah, I mean, you know, she sees the article that's posted in the paper, and she writes a formal complaint to, to the his, boss, who yeah. happens to be Rita Wilson, who's Richard Gere's ex-wife in this world. Yeah, which. I don't know. I don't know. It was just, it was just weird. But like, it was just, it's just really awkward seeing. It's weird because you see, like, you have Richard Gere and Julia Roberts, and you see the wonderful chemistry they've had in Pretty Women. I mean, Pretty Woman. It's like spot on. Yeah. This felt like a watered down version of that. Well, there's not quite as much chemistry. It's more about the cute meat and falling in love but, with your enemy. Like, you know, so it's like a Beauty and the Beast story. Like, And that's fine. I was just going to say, I personally, to me, I saw more chemistry with Richard Gere and Rita Wilson than I did with him and Julia Roberts. Yeah. That's all. I could, I could agree with that. Like, I would have loved to see that movie. I could agree with that, but sometimes rom-coms aren't all about the chemistry, though. Like, that was the main... Thing. I don't even think I was really even into that part of the movie, like their relationship. I think it's more about it her. Is. It's more about her growing it, up and feeling free to be herself in front of somebody else. And sometimes, you know, dating and relationships are tricky, right? Like you have all of these fantastic relationships, but you're never really yourself. And that's what she went through. She just wanted to be. Yeah, like, I mean, eventually that's. You so know, she we, just like went with the flow and was like doing whatever the guys were doing and living their life. She was like trying to find herself in relationships almost. And you see that a lot in like some people, you know. 
Yeah, I think it's just... I don't know. Like, I'm going to get to that later when we go into more. Because eventually, you know, Richard Deere does get fired from the paper. Yeah. And then, you know, to get his job back, he actually goes and tries to find her down and everything. So he goes from New York City to, like, Hale, Maryland. Is it called Hale? Yeah. H-A-L-E, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it could be H-A-I-L. I don't know. No, it's Hale, Maryland. <laughs> and, um, you know, Maggie's there. She's engaged to husband, potential husband, number four. Who's played by Christopher Maloney uh, from SVU, SVU and Organized Crime, Law & Order. I really, My favorite, I which really, I love that he's in this. Yeah, I really wanted this to be an SVU sting. Right? I mean, you see a little SVU moments whenever he gets mad later on in the movie, and I'm just like, yes. He's like a PE teacher. Oh, they, they, they he's introduced, a football coach. He's a football coach, and then he climbed Everest without oxygen twice. Well, he's like really outdoorsy and athletic, you know, and he's just like a good old guy. And she's dating him, and she's just happy to be, you know, in love and there and with him. And yeah, um, you know, Richard Gere, he's like Mister Romantic over there. Well, you know, he he they're dry. He drives up to Hale, and they play the Man Eater song, which you know fits him since he wrote that column and everything. Yeah. And then they go to this wonderful salon, salon shop, which you thought it had the greatest name ever. Like, Do you not remember? No, yeah, it's like curl up and die. Which, you know, but die hair is salon. D-Y-E, like dye in your hair. So this salon is run by, I'm guessing, her, Julia Roberts' friend, Joan Cusack, which I know nothing about Joan Cusack other than the fact she's in Adam's Family Values, and I've never seen those movies, and Toy Story movies, because she's Jessie. So this is like the only other thing I know her from. Yeah. And I know she's probably been in a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, so basically, you know, to get back, they finally realized that it is Richard Gere and he wrote the column. So to get back at him, they thought, hey, why don't we dye his hair rainbow? Yeah, well, like, <sighs> <laughs> I think that was just something cute and, like, funny to put in the movie. I mean, the whole movie is, like, them hating each other and, you know, torturing each other and dodging each other. Yeah. And then it's, you know, the whole tale as old as time, like Beauty and the Beast. Like, they're barely even friends. And then somebody bends and the other one is like, oh, I see you. And then they fall in love. Like, it's like such a rom-com plot. That's why it's so cliche because it's just overdone. But this is like one of the first movies I saw that was like this as a kid. So I think that's why I was just like obsessed with it. I mean, I'll agree. Like... I can see why people would like it. I just, I don't know. That, I mean, Julia Roberts is like America's sweetheart. I mean, she's just beautiful and country and down to earth and just like super sweet. Well, you know, eventually we find out a little bit about her from her family and everything because he goes to meet them. He gets the wedding tapes, which talks about all the past relationships I think the funniest part was whenever he goes to visit her, you know, parents and family at her house and she doesn't know that he's there. And they're like, yeah, we had to make him put his hat back on. Scared the hell out of Skipper. Like talking about the yeah. dog. Well, it and talks. the dog like barks at him every time he takes his hat off because he's got this rainbow hair. It was so, so cute. So, well, here's the thing. The weddings were crazy because, yeah, the first wedding, which looked like a freaking Woodstock 
concert outside venue. Like, everyone's all dressed up like that. Yeah, and she's, like, jumping on the trampoline. I mean, there's a trampoline with the logo of the Grateful Dead as the base. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. There's enough right there. She's got pigtails and, like, flowers in her hair and lacy short dress, you know? I really hate to say this. This would make me look like kind of a mean person. She looked kind of pregnant in that dress. What? That's just the cut, you know? I mean, that was probably, like, the cut. Yeah, like, I get it, but I don't know. She wasn't. I mean, I know she wasn't, which is why I feel guilty for saying that, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That was just something maybe they could have done something with that. I don't know. And, <laughs> and then the second wedding, the second wedding, this dude got messed up by her so bad that he became a priest yeah, well, he was already very traditional and kind of religious, too, because you saw his wedding was, like, the church wedding, um, very traditional, you know, um, just all of that. And so he was already very traditional. And I think it yeah. just, he kind of was just like, yeah, he, I don't want to do that again. I'm sorry, she pushed him. Yeah, she, she pushed, pushed him, him over the edge, but he was already, like, a She pushed him. Foot. It's like, well, I guess I don't love you. I will turn to God now since I'm already here. Yeah, it's like, like, let me turn to God to get through this mess because I don't trust myself anymore after that. And then, you know. I mean, if I got left at the altar, oh my gosh, I would freak out. Good thing that you never have to experience that. I know, but like, can you imagine? You never really think about it when you watch this movie because you just like are in the fantasy and you're like, oh, it's so cute and I'm glad you I'm glad you see that. I did not see that at all. This movie made me really mad. Until we just started dissecting and analyzing this freaking movie, I never even thought about how the guys felt at all. Well, you know, and then outside of Gil, whenever he was hurt by her removing her tattoo. Oh, we'll get to that in a minute. But we gotta talk (laughs) about this third wedding with the guy from the bar, and it's like an outside in the middle of a forest. It looked like something from freaking Midsommar. That was an extreme way. She, like, came in riding on a horse, and they had all these streamers from the trees, and I was like, are they going to do the maypole, or yeah. are they going to, like, go back to the... I thought there was going to be a like, dude... I thought there was going to be a dude in a bear suit getting set on fire at one point, just like in that movie. Okay. I didn't go that Like, it far. was that mid... I mean, it wasn't, like, Midsommar freaky, but I don't know. It just felt kind of, like, a Midsommar-ish. See, it felt more, like, rustic and I don't... historical to me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, you can tell me rustic, you can tell me all type of housing types and everything. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not know this about me after 10 years almost? <laughs> it's, okay, well, you know... We are not getting into this right now. I was going to say, the only reason I even know those terms is because like wedding planning, like when you... Yeah, are, true. I spent a lot of time just like pinteresting wedding planning ideas of like trying to figure out what kind of a wedding to have because there's so many different kinds of weddings that you can do you know yeah like there's like the traditional church wedding and the outdoor wedding and then obviously you could jump on a trampoline and a concert in one wedding so but you know you think about like how you want to get married and and then you have to incorporate your spouse like whenever or your fiance whenever you get ready to do that i mean yeah like i get it i get it we're like are we gonna do the backyard wedding are we gonna go destination beach you know whatever so it's interesting but basically the whole town treats julia roberts like a joke about her running away and everything and 
Oh, it makes me so mad. Like, let's rustic. make... Like, let's make... F- Did you just say rustic? I'm still hung up on the fact that you didn't know what rustic is. Like, what that style is. But you're not really into, like, styles and interior decorating mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Do you know what farmhouse is? Bohemian? Are we really gonna spend, like, five minutes? Modern, at- traditional... <laughs> French no, country. just stop. <laughs> I'm just curious if you know what those are. No. I never knew this. I feel like I should. I know edu- what in- I feel like I should educate you on on like decor styles. Listen, I watch House Hunters. At least I'm trying. I feel like we have no decor style. Our our decor style is like hand me down furniture and movie posters. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> and, and and Funkos like. Yeah, again, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like I was saying, Maggie's Julia Roberts is pretty much a whole joke to this town. They make fun of every time she runs. I mean, even a high school kid comes up to her and during like practice because she's going to see her fiance, who's the football coach, and he's like, "Maggie, I love you. Marry me instead." Don't marry coach. Yeah. <laughs> and she literally goes, "I'm sorry, but jailbait." <laughs> Oh, and I love how Lori Metcalf is in this movie. Dude, she was so awesome. I kind of skipped over that part, but when they're like wedding cake, like wedding topper cake, uh, wedding cake topper shopping. Yeah. She's, her name is. is Betty Trout. Betty Trout. What a name, first off. Yeah. And she's got the personality to match it. It's such a country, you know, small town name, though, you know? She's only in, like, three scenes, but honestly, I want to see more of Betty Trout's life. I know, right? Um, yeah. And then basically, from there, Richard goes to interview her past fiancés and everything. That's when we find out that um, Maggie doesn't have the rose tattoo, like, Gil still has his, and why... You know, the other guy, I can't remember his name. Was his name Brian? Yeah, Brian. The priest. Brian Norris. It's, I can't believe you know it like that. Um, it's basically, you know, he's like, I turned my life to God and I don't have any resentment against you. But I loved you. I really did. I really cared about you. Please say you care about me. Like, that's how I felt. <laughs> and, you know, he asked him. Yeah, she, like, asked Ryan to take her confession. And, yeah. like, how awkward would that be? It's been several times, Father. I'm just like, what? what? <laughs> I, did think, I did think that Julia had, like, a lot of nerve in this movie because, I'm sorry, if I left a guy at the altar, I would have to move out of state. So I don't want you to give it away right now. But there is one question that he always kept asking them, and it's like, how does she like her eggs? Yeah. I don't want you to give it away, and we'll get uh, right now. We'll get to it later. But that's such a weird question to ask someone in an interview, right? I think it's because everybody eats eggs, and she wanted he wanted to figure out, like, okay, is she? I mean, I don't know. Like, like is she just going along with whatever they are, or is she like does she have her own mind and yeah. makes her own choices? Yeah, like I get it because every egg that the guys liked. She, they thought that that was her favorite, but really it was their favorite. Like she was just trying to agree with whatever they were. True. And then we go to the baseball scene, and we finds out that she's such a huge flirt because she flirts with um, 
Joan Cusack's character. Yeah, who's Joan Cusack's husband. Waking Up with Phlegm is the name of his... He's a radio um, DJ, and that's the name of his, of, his, of his show. And, you know, she sees them flirting, and they and she gets upset. And then, you know, they make up and uh, the later on. And then they do this thing. Julie Roberts does this thing with her lips. Oh, the duckbill platypus? What is that? So, that's something that you do at, like, summer camp with your girlfriends at a sleepover and, like, just to... Because you're a kid and you have, like, no cell phone and nothing to do. Like, I don't know. You said you've never been camping, but, you know, when you're a kid and you have, like, you know, no cell phone and no technology and you go camping... You know, there's nothing to do but sit around and talk and tell stories and, you know, laugh and do silly stuff. And so they were saying, like, that's only funny at camp, you know, from when they were kids. And and uh, when you're, you know, like in a tent and like holding up the tent with one leg and, you know, doing whatever, being silly. It was just disturbing. It was disturbing. <laughs> like but that, I think that's the point, like, that just was, to be silly. That was something... I you could have went your whole life without seeing. It looked like she was trying to turn herself into an inside-out person. <laughs> starting at the lips. Believe it or not, this was actually a thing, like, not just for this movie, but, like, I had a friend who used to do that silly face, and she used to I'm call ju- it the platypus. I don't know your friend's name, and I don't know, I don't think we should say your friend's name right now, <laughs> but I'm judging your friend. <laughs> it's no one you know. It's somebody from, like, middle school. Oh, okay. Okay. Again, little kids. So, speaking of kids, but, you know, um, so, you know, it cuts to, like, random shots of, like, downtown. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed the very, 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 like, odd similarity of everyone having tins, twins or triplets in this town. Yeah, there's like lots of mold. there's like, okay, there's the first <laughs> triplet baby girls all in purple with little hats in the stroller. Yeah. In the very beginning of the movie when they introduced the town being cutesy. And then later on there's another set of triplets when they're at the movies. Yeah. And um, it's like older you know, girls or that are in like what? They're like nine, ten years old, eight or nine, something like that. Yeah, they're like seven, probably like seven or eight years old, and they're like all lined up with their little glasses on, watching the movie. And then later on, you see two twin boys like rollerblading down the street and matching little vests and jeans. So I think the more that I got from this was, if you want to have twins or triplets, go to Hell, Maryland. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I can even... Was that bad? Was that a bad joke? No. I mean, uh. I guess I'm, I'm just speechless because I'm like, eek, twins. Like, whoa. And, twi- like, and twins runs in my family. And mine. So I have like a lot of cousins who have twins. And then uh. you have twins in your family. So it's like, whoa. Yeah, for real. But... But um, we go... We Can we talk about the break-in scene? Yeah, oh yeah. I was like, yeah. what break-in scene? So, Julia Roberts breaks into 
Richard Gere's apart uh, hotel room. I wouldn't really say she's breaking in. I think she's just snooping. That's breaking and entering. I mean, she I broke know. in and she did a. I know, but she did a B and E. When you said breaking and entering, that's just like so criminal. And because what she did is criminal. I know, but I just feel like they're friends, kind of, sort of, you know, and like she's just snooping around, like being a busybody. She wants to know what he's writing on her. Well, yeah, so. but you know, he. But yeah, she, technically, he ca- it was breaking. He in. he catches her, and she like tries to sneak out through the window of like a. What was it, like a three, four story building? I think he was on like the second floor or third floor. And you know, she's like against the thing. And I had to pause this movie right there and then because it looks like she's about to break out and laugh. Like she's like biting her lip to not bust out laugh. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, they go back and forth and do their whole thing. And then the next morning, uh, she wakes him up with the fakest rooster crow I've ever heard in my life. And basically, she's like, "All right, for a thousand bucks." Did your Did anybody in your family ever collect roosters in their kitchen? Not in their kitchen. Maybe when somebody was waking up for the day. I'm not going to say who. So somebody would like crow like a rooster, but you they never like collected roosters. You know how some country women they have like moo cows in their kitchen or yeah. roosters. No, we want a rooster. They collect you know hound dogs you know, or whatever. <sighs> I don't know what my mom collect. My mom did not collect roosters. My my grandmother definitely did not collect roosters. My mom always had cows. Like moo cows were her thing. That explains. But my so dad much. loves roosters. My dad is always talking about roosters and birds, like birds in general, really. Hmm. But know. my family is a lot more country than yours, so I mean that makes sense. But I mean, we didn't really collect roosters or anything. We collect. She, my grandmother was a spoon collector. Yeah. I mean, I. She has a lot of spoons, dude. Yeah, she I think really she does. has, like, one from every state. She even has, like, one that's based off of characters from um, A Christmas Carol. Like, the handle is characters that were hand carved. Oh, wow. They're actually really nice. That's cool. Yeah. So basically, she's like, thousand bucks, you know, I'll tell you whatever you want. And then they negotiate down to 650. And, you know, basically she starts letting him in onto everything that's happened to her. She makes the lamps, these industrial lamps that she makes that actually are pretty cool. They're really cool. I like the industrial. See, you know what industrial is? That's because you said it during the movie and it stuck with me. Hey, I'm not. This this is not going to make me look good either way. You may not know the name industrial, but you do like that style because we've like looked at apartments and stuff before, and you were like, "Yeah, I like that." Oh, uh, like lofts like the or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, you know all that stuff, like piping and stuff. Well, I'm glad I know I like industrial now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, and then, do you think it's weird that she collected, or she not collected, kept all of her ex fiancés engagement rings? I would have. Like, I don't know. What was... Uh, I missed it, but what was the ring the priest guy gave her as an engagement ring? It was just like a... a diamond. Very simple, traditional, solitaire diamond ring. The rock like star... In like silver, white gold. The rock star gave her a ring that looked like... That was a silver rose that looked like something Brett Michaels from Poison would wear. Yeah, really. And then, would you like to explain how guy number three proposed to her 
Yeah, so I think he was, they said he was an entomologist. Um, like, he studied, yes. uh, like, moths and yes. butterflies and stuff like that. Yeah. And he was on some type of, um, he was studying migration patterns of, like, butterflies. And he was on some type of conference or retreat or something. In St. Thomas. Yeah, in St. Thomas. And he proposed to her then with the ring being inside of a butterfly cocoon. And to quote Richard Gere, very Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, that was creepy. That was so creepy. And then Christopher Maloney's character. I would have been like, ew, get it off. Like, I don't even want my <laughs> ring in like a champagne flute. Like, first of all, I could just see me like swallowing that and choking. What if I put our ear- And second of all, like, I don't want my hands being, like, I don't want my ring being all sticky. What if I put your ring in like food or something? I, I would be this. upset. Yeah. But it's me. Yeah, it, I hate it, my hands getting wet or dirty and stuff like. That is very true. You don't even like it when um, I splash water on you. Well, you're... that's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Says you. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying you don't even get into the ocean. Oh well, that's that's a whole another thing. Yeah, I, I, I can't swim. I really need to teach you how to swim. I can't. I, I can't learn. I've been, I've been like, with lifeguards, with friends, with family. I can't learn. I even got pushed in the pool one time without me knowing, like, sink or swim style. I, like, almost drowned. So, yeah, I just can't swim. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so then we go to the wedding dress shop. I hate this wedding dress owner. Yeah, she was You're only going to be in the dress for only ten minutes. Because Julie Roberts literally trying to buy the most extravagant... Like the best dress in there. It's a thousand dollars. They made it clear that it's only a thousand dollars. And she's like, Well, dear, I just don't see the point. You're only gonna be in it for ten minutes. Yeah, she said, That's a little expensive for your one of your dresses, Maggie. And then Richard Gere's all like, Nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> and he picks up the mannequin and he just like, We're taking the dress. By the way, I love how he kept making the Mayberry analogies. He even called her Aunt B. <laughs> I love that. And then, you know, she looked... Well, it's a Mayberry-esque town. You know, it's like all straight laced and everybody matches. I, I, honestly, I think they put all those twins and multiple births in there because everybody can match and it just looks cutesy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, further on down the road from this movie, they talk to her grandma that grandma's a trip. She thought the reason why Julia Roberts doesn't get married is because she's afraid of having sex because she thought she was a virgin. And she even said, I bet you're afraid of the one-eyed snake. Yeah, and Julia's there like... There are certain phrases that should never come out of grandmother's mouths. I would agree with that. That was one of them. And also, <laughs> I've got to say, like, whenever I was a kid, I had no idea what they she was talking about at all um <laughs> but we'll leave it at that oh i bet you were i bet but you, I were, like it when I bet you like, were shocked when you when you found out when julia was like <laughs> when she was like grandma i've tamed the one-eyed snake years ago she didn't use that and word she was like oh oh well then heck am i now <laughs> That's my old grandma voice. Hey, come right now. Let's get in the car. I'm ready to go have some margaritas. That sounds like my drunk voice. 
Um, so then we found out. Speaking, <laughs> I did. Speaking of drunk, this is when we find out her dad is like the town drunk and yeah, he's got like she, a she bit of alcoholism. She goes pick him up from the bar and everything, and Richard Gears there, and basically, you know, he's like, "Let him sleep off in the trunk. Let me give you a ride back." But his car breaks down. Well, then we found out more. Like his dad wanted him to be a musician. Mom wanted him to be a novelist, and he decided to be a writer. And like Miles Davis, by the way, I'm very happy I got to hear Miles Davis in this movie. I love Miles. Yeah, Davis. I love the music. I love all the music in this movie because there's like the poppy country faith hill type vibe you know, all throughout it. I mean, Dixie but, Chicks wrote a song for this and whole like movie. the can't hurry love. You know that song is in oh, it. Oh, dude, this movie was country on crack. Yeah, it was um, just like all of the cutesy, you know, little songs. Baby, I love you. Uh, that's what. <laughs> that's one of the songs. I don't, that was. I don't she, she's like, baby, I love you. <laughs> oh, the baby, I love you. Yeah, it's like what was that, that Faith, Faith Hill, right? Yeah, I think I, it's like I cannot remember the last time I've actually had mentioned a conversation talking about Faith Hill. But I think they had like Dixie Chicks in this, and like Faith Hill, and you know all the that. woman who sings this kit. What's that Faith Hill? This kiss is Faith Hill. Yeah. I really do not know anything about Faith Hill. She's I don't wonderful. know. I wasn't into country music around the time Faith Hill was big. She's wonderful. You know, she's on that um, Yellowstone prequel show. Have you heard about that? No. Like, her and Tim McGraw are playing, like, this married couple, and it's set in 1863. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. Like, I've heard it's crazy. I want to watch it, but I've heard it's crazy. I don't like that time period. Like, I think, I don't know, I've never been into stuff like that. Yeah, I can't say, I can't say anything. You know I have been. Yeah, well, for sure. Um, so yeah, so they find out more about him and you can tell they're like really falling for each other and you know, it's like the pretty woman vibes, but it's watered down. I don't think they're falling for each other at that moment in the movie. He fell for her. I think it's more like they're seeing different sides of each other. And no, 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 no. He definitely. And they're like getting to know each other. He fell for her hard at that point. Yeah. I think that's like at the very beginning of them falling for each other so he yeah and then richard goes back to new york and he finds guy number three and you know he was like you could have told me everything and you know back and forth and the guy number what was his name george 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 yeah i i had to think about it i mean they're just so irrelevant these people well and he and he was like you know oh i see like you she's got to you too and he's like no she hasn't i'm not in love with her and then it all hits the fan and he's like back. yeah she's lured you to her like a moth to a flame and he's just laughing in his head but it's true <laughs> that's him laughing <laughs> i have to tell you about this thing i i recently <laughs> found um does it involve <laughs> it's, about, it's about it's about laughing Okay. So there's this video of Voldemort laughing from like the last Harry Potter movie, but it's all done with different countries. Okay. And you hear the English one, which is, you know, it's how Ralph Fiennes, who plays the character, how he laughs. And there's like these out of this world laughters that you would never have ever heard of. Them. And one of them literally was like, ha ha! 
And then one of them literally was like, <laughs> the friend, the French one is probably my favorite. Oh my god! I don't remember it, but it's my favorite out of the whole entire That's clip. Awful. I'm gonna find you this clip just so you can get a good laugh in. It's fun. It's good. It's good. That sounds crazy. Um. So yeah, and then you know, Richard Gear sort of reconciles, like puts to bed, puts to rest, like the ex-wife and everything, like you know. Like the the emotions, like him dealing with the divorce and everything. Is that when he talks to Rita on the piano? Yeah, it's like what went wrong. And he goes, "Is it? Did I just not see you anymore?" And and she was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I'm sorry." And then Hector Elizondo, who's married to her, is like, "I shouldn't leave you two kids alone in here." <laughs> you got his voice like on point. You are his niece. <laughs> wrong movie i know but yeah I, he's not really quotable in this movie as he was in the other one yeah um and then we go to this insane rehearsal luau themed dinner oh man this thing was crazy i'm telling you what it made me want to go to like a barn party and have a drink i mean we just want to go to hawaii but or that yeah. hawaii. i'll take hawaii um, Florida with a tiki bar, I'll settle for that. You know, there's like a tiki theme resort at Disney World that I used to go to with my family all the time. Mm-hmm. And there was like a luau every night. We would like once, I don't know if it was every night or once a week or whatever, but every time we went, we would go to it. Oh. We wore Hawaiian shirts. That they, sounds amazing. They did the flame thing and they did a, the hula, hula skirt. Hula dance. Yeah, it was fun. That sounds amazing. And they serve you dinner all while, while, while you're while you're there too. See, that sounds amazing. That sounds better than like dinner on the cruise ship. You know how they dance and they sing for you and everything, and they like serve your plates. <laughs> like we really need to go. We, we really we really need to go on a Disney cruise. You remember that one guy on our honeymoon cruise who was like, "Happy honeymoon!" Happy honeymoon. <laughs> and he kept like just. Yeah, howling at us like that and like lighting our cakes on. I think we got a molten lava cake every night for dessert, and it was like in the shape of a heart with little sparkles. Yes, on yes, it. We yes, we did. Yes, we did. And we were like drunk eating chocolate cake on a boat. That was the best, dude. I got so drunk on that boat. What a crazy honeymoon! That was a fun honeymoon. So, we got to talk about this toast. At the luau. Let's talk about the toast. How basically everyone insults Maggie all over again. And, and Richard, then Richard Gere, Gere finally, he, he, has he the, finally tells them off. He has a Patrick Swayze, nobody puts baby in a corner moment What is up again. with you and no, ba- no one puts baby in the corner? Because it's like typical like guy going after his woman and like showing her off. Like, she is mine. Like, you don't talk to my girl like that, you know? It's just like the it's like the perfect description of that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. It's we'll hilarious. That. Yeah, and then you know, did did his toast upset her? Because she just walks outside after that. Well, she was upset because like everybody, know. she was just laughing it off. But now it was actually humiliating because like people knew that it hurt her feelings, and they just made it awkward. Yeah, and then, you know, basically they tell each other they're lost and she he brings up, you know, the egg thing because she doesn't know how she likes her eggs. How can she know who she wants to marry? And, you know, 
she brings up how lost he is and everything. Yeah. And, you know, you see that moment when they're going to kiss and then Bob comes in and he's like, hey, I'm Bob. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Bob. Hey, this is my girl. I wear khakis. <laughs> Dude, Bob, I talk about sports guys. Can, can, you know, players. we didn't really talk about Bob that much. Can mm-hmm. I say he's the second most annoying character in this movie? What? No way. He's All the, the sports puns and the sports trivia and history. Like, he talks about, like, a Green Bay Packers lineman at one point. And I was like, why am I? Why? Well, we're not sports people, though. Yeah. I mean, we like Clemson football. We like Panthers football. But that's about it. But we don't talk about it. We might go to a game or something. Yeah, yeah. But, like. we won, but we're not like, hey, you remember number 69? He was like this. Number three was like doing this and blah 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 like we don't we're not into it like that we're not like uh some people we know (laughs) we just (laughs) we just care about the touchdowns and if we win or lose but as far as all the other stuff goes no i couldn't tell you anything about it oh and so the next day comes and her dad makes another comment and she finally tells off her dad like you know it was like something about wedding gifts being returnable and she goes well i don't like it when my dad is the town drunk yeah she was like, you may not want a daughter who has problems, but maybe I don't want a father who's drunk all the time. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Buzzkill. That was a buzzkill. No, that was but that, think, that was earned. But I think everybody... He earned that buzzkill. Yeah, but I th- it was a buzzkill for us as viewers, though. Like, because I was like, okay, now where are we going to go from here, you know? So we go to the rehearsal at the church again because Bob wants to rehearse again because insert goal line metaphor. Um, and, you know, they do the rehearsal. Richard, it's it's Somehow. Bob, it's Bob, Maggie, Richard Gere, Joan Cusack, and then this other friend who I think is the worst, and I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. And, you know, they're they're rehearsing it and then you know at some point basically Matt, Julia and Richard kiss right in front of Bob because somehow he gets roped into playing the groom no he gets roped into playing the priest well he plays the priest then he gets roped into playing the groom and then oh, that's yeah. how they kiss because Bob wanted to walk with her because she got froze up on the aisle you and know Bob just... and he's all like mansplaining to her he mansplains to her this whole movie yes he does He's like visualize, and then and then basically Bob punches Richard Gere and walks out of the church, and it's over, and not even yeah because he's like after the kiss he's like what am I supposed to do like how how am I supposed to react to this blah 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 like what I don't I don't know what to say, and Richard Gere turns to him and he's like, well Bob, I guess you could say I hope you're very happy together, and then he just punches his lights out and says I hope you're very happy together and walks off. I mean, he did deserve the punch, but... I would have punched him. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, um, one of her friends that's not Joan Cusack, I really do, I think her name was Kathleen something, she immediately, like, hits on him, and she's like, Bob, here's my number. Like, in the church parking lot. That was hilarious. Wrong, but hilarious. So eventually they, Julia and, and Richard decide to get married, and, you know, it shows, like, weeks leading up to the event, Everyone's there. Um, you know, they're bonding. They're playing cards. They're having 
romantic lays in front of the fireplace. <laughs> yeah. You know, that we're just laying on the carpet. They're being in love. And then, can we talk about this wedding? Uh, yeah. This wedding looked more ridiculous than the royal wedding. Because of how many people were there. The the publicity. Even the t-shirt guy that's like a minor character from the beginning of the movie is there selling t-shirts. Well, you know, he's a important guy, like, in the city. Like, everybody knows him. He just called up everybody. Yeah. And then, of course, Maggie's, like, the town beloved. So, everybody from the town is there for her. So, it's just packed out. And then the news camera, because he's a reporter. Like, the story. But there was, like, four or five news camera people. Yeah. Like, but it was a big story, you know? It may have been a big story. I don't know. I don't think it deserved that much attention. It's like, just leave this woman alone, you know? Yeah. Like, she's not the queen of Hale, Maryland. She's not Princess Diana. Yeah. And I can But ma- still, everybody gets all worked up about it. You know, it's a big deal. Yeah, and everybody know. wants in on the drama. <laughs> Small town. And you know, Bob does have a happy ending because he does find love with uh, Rita Wilson's secretary because they get along with sports trivia and everything. Yeah. So, you know, don't feel bad about Bob. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, I'm glad that they tied that up there with Bob at the end because it made me feel a lot better. So basically the wedding happens and shocker, she runs. Technically she FedExes, but uh yeah. Oh yeah, we're <laughs> she so she runs out of this church. She tells a group of kids that if she if they tickle Richard Gear, who is chasing her by the way, he'll give thou free candy. Because apparently all these kids were in the Sunday school room. So this 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 took place during church service, I guess. Who knows? And then, you know, they're trying to tickle him, which, you know, that's that's a whole nother conversation we can have later. Uh, and then she gets on a FedEx truck. And I like how Richard Gere was like, this is an Armani suit. Like, don't touch me, you grubby <laughs> little children. <laughs> so he gets on a FedEx, she gets on a FedEx truck and they drive off and he's starting to chase her and everyone's watching it. And then you hear Hector and Rita talking. She's like, where, where is they- she going? I don't know, but she'll get there by 1030 tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, really? A FedEx joke? It was funny. It was yeah. cute. It just added to the cheesiness of this movie. But, you know, eventually, you know. They kind of just don't talk about it and go their separate ways and have the space. But, and... you know, he kind of builds back up his reputation with the paper. She figures out who she is and what she, starts she likes. She likes, uh, yeah, and then, you know, we have the montage scene of them showing all that. She starts selling her art, like, yeah, in New get- York City. I was getting to that, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, he comes home, and there she is, breaking and entering into his New York apartment. Yeah, just sitting there. Can we talk about his cat? Italics? That, that cat's not, like, a big, major thing, but he has this big, fluffy, freaking cat. It's a cool. Italics. It's a cool cat name. I don't know. I love the name. I just wish we could have named Caroline now Times New Roman, <laughs> <laughs> or um, Ariel. Yeah. Or um, God, those are like the only three. It's Comic Sans. Bold. Bold. <laughs> Underline. Underline. Oh, God, we're I'm really bad at making jokes today. <laughs> So she tells him she's she found out what her favorite eggs are, which is Benedict, which ew. 
Ew, big ew. I was like, ugh. Like, no offense to you, Eggs Benedict people out there. We're just, no, scrambled. Eggs, scrambled. Eggs Benedict and poached are the most two disgusting eggs in the world. No, I do like sunny side. Like, yeah, but like poached little... is like boiled eggs that yeah. have been broken open and boiled with the, with the, the oh God, I will so take scram- so I will take scramble with hot sauce or an omelet any day. I am like, see, I'm like an egg skillet, like a veggie skillet. I yeah. love like veggies and meats and like into a skillet, but not heavy meats, mostly veggies. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> because this was an important part of the movie. No, I'm yeah. Well, I mean, it was, they did ask like, what are your favorite eggs? Like at least 20 times in this movie. Um. Yeah. So, you know, basically they end up getting back together and the movie ends with them with them getting married and yeah she actually every proposes pr- to him outside on the balcony in the new york city skyline and and then they get married in the giant open field now that is my dream wedding of all time it's like giant i want to get married like on a mountaintop in a meadow with like a you know mostly green grass but like fall leaves and my hair down and like a big long train a satin dress like that was my dream for like at least 10 years <laughs> uh, don't know why it just was which is weird because you married a mountain man yeah well and we wanted to get married in the mountains but we also wanted like things to be convenient for family members and we wanted everybody to be able to attend and honestly like the housing and the lodging is very expensive in the mountains you know oh yeah we looked into it yeah so yeah. it's just like i mean not for us but we wanted everybody to be able to attend and like you know, everybody already have to travel, take off work, travel, and pay for lodging and stuff. That was just kind of a lot. So, um, yeah, I mean, basically that's the movie and they get together. And basically after that, there's like a little mini credit sequence. It's um, And everyone that you have seen in this entire movie, even the fiancés from the past are celebrating that she finally got married. Yeah. Well, I like the way they ended it, though, because it's so cheerful and, like, happy. And you even see, like, Betty Trout, like, throwing flour into the air. And, and taking a... And everybody at the bar was drinking and cheering and cheering No, out. Betty Trout had the best way to celebrate. She flew flour in the air, grabbed a baguette, and go, I'm leading she, a parade. Yeah, she was, like, marching band, <laughs> you know, leading the parade and stuff. So, so, before, like, Whoa. so before we get into our opinions about this movie... I did some research, like I normally do, and they had different actors and actresses for for not only Maggie, not only Richard Gere, but also Bob. Whoa. Would you like to hear who, who? they thought? Who? Oh, there's a list. Multiple people? Angelica Houston. This is all for Maggie first. Okay. She was known to you from the main, from the witches. She was the main witch. Yeah. Mary Steinbergen, mm-hmm. who was the mom from Step Brothers. Okay. Lorraine Bracco. I know you don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. She's in Goodfellas and The Sopranos. She played. Oh Hen- wow! Okay. She plays Henry Hill's wife. Marie. Yes. <laughs> and she plays Tony Soprano's therapist. Gotcha! I know who that is. Gina Davis. I know who that is. I would love to have seen that. Mm, nah. I like Gina Davis though. Yeah. Demi Moore. Yeah, Demi is good in the other roles. She wouldn't have been good in this. 
I this like, role is too perky for Demi. You know, I'm not really a big Demi Moore fan, but I like the movie G.I. Jane. I like Demi Moore. I don't know. Her essence oh, in like the 90s, 2000s, I think. I, 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 think her. I, I think I'll get you with this last three. What? Sandra Bullock. Okay. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. And Tia Leone. Who's that? Um, do you know that show Madam Secretary? Yeah, sort of. She plays the main character on that. Oh, okay. I, I know you probably haven't seen it, but... I you... wish they would remake this and make Ellen. Who would they have put with Ellen? Oh, I'll get to that in a minute, but Tia Leone, who else was she in? Oh, she she's in the Family Man. She's Nick Cage's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my, I forgot she was in Family Man. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. So for the role of Rich, for Richard Gere's character, Christopher Walken. Hell no. Harrison Ford. I could see that. Mel Gibson, who was doing a lot of romantic comedies back in 1999. He well, did, and what, he did play a lot of, you know, buttholes, like people you love to hate in movies. And, like What Women Want and stuff like that. And Michael Douglas. No. <laughs> um, for the role of Bob, there's only one name. Ben Affleck. Oh my god. I would have loved to see that. I really would have loved to see that, honestly. Wow. Uh, so, go ahead. Tell them your opinion. I already know what it is. I feel like I've already been giving my opinion. You would recommend movie, it. But I would definitely recommend this movie. I mean, I, like John and me were saying earlier... Um, I watch it all the time, just you as do. like my escape movie. It's just so aesthetically pleasing and beautiful, and like you know, the character development is really cute, and you know, it's just it's cute. It's kind of like a little Stars Hollow Town, and you know, Gilmore Girls vibe there. And I which, just like it. thank you for now turning me recently back onto that show. Yeah, I'm a huge Gilmore Girls fan, so. I watch it all the time. Well, you'll I be feel like... you'll be happy to know um, that the, the downtown area that you are so in love with in this movie. Yeah, it's an actual town in Maryland called Berlin. No freaking way. Mm-hmm. Well, we might have to go there now. Okay. Yeah, this movie. I have a running list of towns uh, that are actually real filming locations for several different movies and TV sets. That I like want to go to, like for example, Hocus Pocus is filmed in Marblehead and like near like Salem, Mass. I want to go there so bad. Are we gonna watch the sequel when it comes out this October? Yes. Why? I have to see what they did with it. I just have to. Um, this is a not a total recommend for me. It just feels like this movie's so watered down. I mean, maybe it's just because we just watched Pretty Woman, which is a far more entertaining movie than this. Um, the characters, other than Richard Gere and um, Julia Roberts, are just very forgettable. I don't even remember Hector Elizondo's name. I don't even remember Rita Wilson's character's name in this movie. I only remember Bob because I literally had to like imprint that into my brain for to talk about this movie. And then some of the other two, I've had to ask and write down the fiance's names. But they're all like secondary actors. Like, yeah, I the, don't even know, you know, Rita Wilson's real name. I just know her as Rita Wilson. Well, I know the guy. I know who she is. Well, like the the, the guy who but... turns into the priest 
Brian I mean, Norris. Yeah, I've just seen him on a whole bunch of other stuff. Heck, he was like the supporting actor in Gotham, the TV show. Yeah. He played um, the main character's partner. I, I really hate I don't know that because I'm a huge Batman fan. <laughs> um, oh my God, it's going to drive me nuts. Um, we can look it up next time. No, I just found it. Oh. I really want to know. It's 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 one of those things where Harvey Harvey Bullock he was Harvey Bullock. <laughs> oh my gosh, that made me mad. Harvey. I, yeah, I love Harvey. Every time I think of the name Harvey, I think like Sabrina's boyfriend Harvey from the TV show. You know. Oh, I think of Harvey Dent from Batman. I also think. <laughs> I also think of Harvey Dent. Okay. And Steve Harvey. God, any more Harvey? I'm your host. I'm your host, Steve Harvey. Welcome to my new. Dude, he has a ridiculous new show where he's now a judge. Dude, that show is crazy. We watched one case. I immediately turned it off because I was like... It is so bad. I literally was like, how much of a train wreck is this? I, I thought it would have been at least slightly funny, but it is so bad. <laughs> okay, so I, I get you love this movie. You also love the movie last week we did. So let me put, let me ponder this for you. Which one would you rather pick? This one? Run away, Brian. See, I'd rather pick Pretty Woman in a heartbeat. And, you know, I feel like this is Gary Marshall month because next week we're doing Valentine's Day, which is also a Gary Marshall movie that has Julia Roberts in it. Yeah. I think that... I think the only movie... I think that the plot and, like, the story and all that stuff, like, of this movie, yeah, like, yeah, it's cool, whatever, but it's not that great, right? It's so cliche. But... It's not even cliche. It's just... I don't know. But what I'm saying is what I like about the movie is all the aesthetics. Like, I love the weddings and... The different weddings and stuff that you get to see. I love, um, you know, Julia being beautiful and like all of her, you know, different wedding gowns and like, you know, how quirky and fun she is and her personality. And I love seeing the town and how cute it is and all of that. And that's fun. And I love seeing the romantic like blues and jazz music in New York City and like his apartment in New York City with that balcony and the double French doors. Like, I loved it. Like, I would love to live there. I think that would be, like, so amazing. That's the reason why a lot of people watch this movie, though. It's just for, like, the aesthetics of <laughs> like, it. Like, I get it. It's just... If I had if I had to pick between the two, I'd pick the other one in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I could see that. Because you're not really into, like, movie aesthetics so much. Like, you're more into, I wouldn't like, even say I'm not the actual a, story. I wouldn't even say I'm not even into movie aesthetics. I was just... This, this, this movie just made me feel wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, so what we, did Rotten Tomatoes have to say about it? Well, I was going to say, do you want to do the budget first or the Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes? Rotten Tomatoes. All right, so believe it or not, I have a great quote from the great Roger Ebert okay. as well. Uh, I'm going to read both to you. But okay. before I read them, what score do you want to give it personally? Um, Me personally, considering how much I love this movie and how well I think that, like how popular it was, I would... It's tough. I think it probably only deserves a 90, but I would give it like a 93, personally. But as far as Rotten Tomatoes, I think they gave it somewhere in 79, 82 range. You're going to be really disappointed. Alright, so the Rotten Tomatoes review, cliche story with lack of chemistry between Gear and Roberts. And then um, Roger Ebert gave it a two and a Two out of four stars. After seeing Gear and Roberts play much smarter people, even in romantic comedies, it is painful to see them dumbed down here. 
The screenplay is so sluggish, they're like derby winners made to carry extra weight. Hmm. You still want to put in that 70s, 80s? I don't know. What do they give it? 46. Wow. Like, it's... it's yeah, I mean, I, I agree with them. I, I think... You, Again, I think, like, I the majority it, of those people reviewing are men because they're not picking up on the other positive things with the movie. They're just looking at the relationship with the two main characters. I think characters. you'd be surprised. Like, I think you need to go and, like... I think, like, the secondary characters in this movie did a really good job, too. Like, I just loved all of them. I think without them, this movie would be nothing. Because, like, you need the extra quirkiness to all the other characters. See, I'm, I'm different on this, but... Yeah. I don't know. We got to agree to disagree on this one. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, so. This budget. Movie, 40, How much? 40 million budget. 40 million? Wow. How much do you think it made worldwide? And I lost it. I don't think it made 40 million. So what do you think? Oh wait, make- no, wait, no, wait. I'm sorry. This was made on a seventy million dollar budget. Yeah, seventy million. I was looking at the wrong thing. Why sorry. would it cost so much? Probably the contracts alone for Gear and Roberts. Wow. Just tell me this: Did it make under budget or over budget? Oh, it made over budget. Okay. Well then, I'm gonna do two hundred million. Three hundred and nine point five million worldwide. That includes. Uh, United States to Canada, which it made 152.3 million, and then internationally 157.2 million dollars. Yeah. So even though this movie got a lot of negativity credits from critics and everything, like it was people still, still love it. Yeah, I mean, it was a commercial success. Well, and people went to go see it too because Pretty Woman had just come out, and it was the mm. same actresses. No, because this was nine years after Pretty Woman. Well, you know what I mean. Like it's the same character decade yeah. and it's the same actresses and actors so it made me i will say this it made me realize how good of an actor richard gear was because you don't see him in a lot these days yeah i really like him uh but yeah that was runaway bride and i'm so happy we are done talking about <laughs> this movie <laughs> where's your love it's like valentine's day almost i'm just picking i'm gonna pretend that was not on air yeah well i have to i have to throw out some laughs every now and then yeah but i do want to say happy early valentine's day to you sweetie my forever valentine (laughs) because next week we're watching valentine's day (laughs) Oh my god! I know. I'm not really looking forward to this either. And it's not even a full Julia Roberts movie. It's everybody movie. Yeah, and the role that Julia Roberts in, is in this one is like so out different. Her, it's out of her character. She's so, she's so serious and like tired in this, and she's not perky and bubbly or, you know, girlfriend. She's hardened. She's a hard person. She's a soldier. Yeah. Uh, but we will get into that next week when we talk about valentine's day i can't wait taylor swift alone is worth it if you guys haven't seen it give it a watch before valentine's day taking all the love and relationships and of course and we, we drama and of course we all want the show want to wish everyone a happy valentine's day um hope you got your chocolates and your flowers and all that stuff get yeah if not you better go get it you're talking to me aren't you <laughs> i was talking to them
Or are you talking to us both? We'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> so, until next week, with Gary Marshall again. <laughs> More, are we doing another Gary Marshall? Yes, this was not planned. Maybe we should have just done Gary Marshall. No, but... because the last movie is not Gary Marshall, thank God. Has he made any other rom-coms with Julia Roberts? He made the Muppet movie. Man, maybe we should have done that. What, the Muppet movie? Nah. <laughs> our last movie. What is our last movie? Pretty Woman. No, what's our last movie? Oh, Notting Hill. Notting Hill, okay. The okay. one I have not seen that I'm actually kind of excited about. I think you'll like Notting Hill. Better than, you know, these. These are too cutesy. Notting Hill's a little... I don't know. Better. I really like Pretty Woman, so... Okay. I mean, I, I mean, so far, Pretty Woman is the highlight of this month. I did not enjoy this. I barely remember Valentine's Day from when we watched it years ago. And I've never seen Notting Hill. So with Notting Hill, I'm kind of putting all my chips in. And then, yeah. But until next week with Valentine's Day, if you want to get in contact with us, please send us an email at flixologypodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our Instagram at flixologypodcast. Um, Let's see. Of course, always please like, review, and subscribe to our podcast and tell friends and family about the show. We really do appreciate it and hope you get to spread the word about us. For sure. All right. Until until next week with Valentine's Day, I'm your host, John. And April. Take it easy.